0: and a one Jabba ruled with fear I intend to rule with respect in difficult times fear is a sure event these are just the first wave they're going to war
1: then we will be ready The Book of Boba Fett, original series, streaming December 29th.
0: It's the Star Wars Report podcast, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's episode 483. There's a lot of... That's what you get when you have YouTube autoplay. I had the great, like, Boba Fett intro and everything... Man, it's coming. It's getting close. It's getting close. But yeah, I'm your host, Riley Blanton. Glad to have you back on the Star Wars Report, and I'm glad to have you guys back on the Star Wars Report. Let's start off with Mr. Mark Krellman. How's it going, Mark? Are you disrespecting me? Mm. I, I'm
2: wondering if they're going to have some kind of moment like that where respect gets broken with Boba. Mm. <laughs> hey Riley, yeah. how's it going?
0: Hey man, I think so because it's if it's going the gangstery direction that we were thinking. <laughs> I think you're you're right on the bunny. Also, welcome back to the program from Ion Cannon Podcast and Stars Report Network. It's Mr. William Devereaux.
1: Hey guys, good to be back. Thanks for having me on. Mm. How are you both doing? Ready Uh, for Book of Boba Fett? Just like two weeks away. I'm
0: so ready. You know
2: yeah i am excited and and may i also say since it's been so long since the three of us have gotten together on show way too long congratulations you both have been married since we all three have
1: been together (laughs) that's true (laughs) wow that shows you just how long it's been since the three of us were on the same podcast (laughs) my goodness this is it's been way too long good to talk to you both Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 good to have us it, it, this trio back together on a podcast. It's gonna be a good time, guys. We got a lot to talk about, but there's really one big story. Although I lied at the very beginning, I, I my notes I hadn't updated them. We're at 485, 15 episodes until the final Star Wars Report podcast. We continue the countdown, uh, but mostly, I, I there's one news story, and it's it's well, it's Star Wars Eclipse. Um I don't think... It's um,
2: eclipsing all other news stories. It's
0: really the fact. only... Like, there's like a handful... Of, like, they did another Bring Home the Bounty roll-up of some new collectibles. That's about it. That's about it in terms of new, <laughs> new Star Wars stuff this week. Except for Star Wars Eclipse. We're going to play the trailer, break it down. But actually, William, I like. could you intro what this announcement means and kind of the state of Star Wars gaming leading into this? Because I feel like we, we need some context for this before we break down the trailer.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, you know, as you all know, for the for the last uh, how long has it been? Really, since I think uh, since Disney acquired Lucasfilm, uh, Electronic Arts, EA has held the the contract for all Star Wars games, and so they you know they made Battlefront, they made. Um. know, yeah, Star Wars squadrons. More recently, Jedi Fallen Order. Of course. Um. But that's about it. And and more recently, um, uh, Lucasfilm has taken and Disney have taken a new approach and started uh, giving Star Wars games to other developers to mm. go and um, either outside of EA, other other publishers to go and and make Star Wars games and. Uh, and and actually, you know, Indiana Jones games you know, as well, even. And so, I think this is the right approach, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of the the first things we're seeing, kind of coming out of that big announcement. And boy, is it a it, it's a doozy! It looks it, it looks really cool. It is.
0: I'm excited because that that does help us set the stage, because you know ea signed the deal with lucasfilm they they literally they shuttered lucasarts right after the purchase in 2013 they purchased the rights and since 2013 we've had one two three we'll call it three and a half games because i don't count squadrons as a full game <laughs> we, but we've it's had a great game though i mean it, i actually i like what ea's put out so far of course they're in a lot of controversy for battlefront 2 but i think that was actually kind of a pretty good redemption story mm-hmm. uh, that yeah, game, the
1: campaign was fantastic
0: it was uh, and it really yeah. redeemed itself like the community really built up over time even with the really rough start that they had and we've talked yeah. about that on the show a lot before but now next year is when the license expired uh, expires with uh, the exclusivity deal and this is our first taste star wars eclipse let's take a listen Now, I'm going to talk over it a little bit because it's so heavily visual, but we see the visual of an alien figure walking up to a giant kettle drum in the beginning of an eclipse. And we see the logo, Lucasfilm Games. And we just get a kind of a series of... Brief visuals, planets, ships, but a really interesting, I will say, visual look, and more importantly, probably sound. Take a listen. Get a shot of the Jedi Temple. Jedi dueling, a series of planets and just kind of moments intercut with these series of drummers and this oncoming eclipse. of some trade federation technology. This really interesting alien finally turns that we saw at the drums. And at the end of this kind of creepy drum ceremony, which is what we kind of discover it is, we see this rising dark figure emerge from this black sludge. fade to black as the eclipse happens and we see the the logo star wars eclipse i gotta say right out of the bat i don't i haven't felt this way about a star wars project in a while yeah deceived level so that's that was exactly my first the first thing I, emotionally it reminded me of the deceived trailer um, and it, it it's a similar, although there are some distinct differences, the deceived trailer oh, yeah. kind of told a s- self-contained story. This is literally really just a, a a yeah, montage no
2: context to what's going on in this trailer <laughs> at all.
0: No, no. In fact, um, I, I think what it, it does such a good job of is it just kind of shows the ambition of the w- world, uh, that they're trying to build without actually tying themselves down to any particular story beats. So this is released at the, this trailer at the game awards 2021. Yeah. Uh, they are according to starwars.com. It's the first video game to be set in, in the era of the high Republic. Um, you know, multimedia initiative, blah, blah, blah. Star Wars Eclipse uh, will be an intric- an intricately branching action-adventure game that will be experienced in multiple ways, putting the destinies of an array of playable characters in your hand. Your choices will be at the heart of the experience, as every decision can have a dramatic impact on the course of the story. Through these decisions, players will forge their own legend in the golden age of the Jedi Star Wars Eclipse is currently in the early stages of development at Quantic Dream Studios in Paris, France, and Montreal, Canada. Visit StarWarsEclipse.com for the latest news. So, um, uh, William, I got to say, so what jumped out to you as a fan, especially right as, as we first saw this?
1: Yes, yeah, so, you know, this was so interesting because yeah, I was watching the Game Awards uh, <laughs> live. Um, and I, you know, I was, you know how it is. A lot of times, like, a trailer will come on, they announce a new game, and you you watch for a couple seconds, and you make a kind of a decision, like, oh, okay, you know, this, this may be something that is interesting or not. Um, and sometimes you'll check what's <laughs> going on on your phone or whatever. And yeah. I, I saw this come up, and I was like, oh, it looks like a, I don't know, like a God of War game or something, right? Mm-hmm. It, it didn't look anything like a Star Wars game at first. And I was like, okay, you know, interesting. Uh, and then because I had the drum beat going and this, this... It's the
0: drums. Unique
1: alien, right? Uh, it's un, un, unlike anything we've really seen in Star Wars pretty much ever, I feel like. Um, and then all of a sudden the Lucasfilm Games logo appeared and I was, I was like, wait a minute. What? This is Lucasfilm? <laughs> and then, you know, as I um, continued watching, like there's that shot of space and you're like, "Okay, well this has got to be Star Wars. Lucasfilm and space, like <laughs> there this, there could be no other thing." Yes. Um and then what followed was just this kind of as you were talking about, this very unique uh almost weird, unusual, but very different and refreshing take on the Star Wars galaxies. A lot of things we we know. And I was actually struggling like, to figure out what timeline it was at first. Like was it the prequels because of like Trade Federation ships, but this yeah. didn't look quite right, you know um and then we were uh, okay forgot, okay it's set during the high republic which makes sense um but it's it's really cool I, I i am very excited i also really like i'm a big fan of quantic dreams games mm-hmm. as well um and so i think for star wars fans especially those who maybe not may not be as big of a gamer this game will be uh, right up their alley this will yeah. be fantastic
2: well, it uh, makes you wonder if the uh, the remake of KOTOR was a way for them to take and retool that game so they could use it as a skeleton or something, you know, because like I get that vibe of like you're going to be doing a, a role playing type game versus like, say, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, where you're third person walking around behind the character kind of thing. I mean, you could still probably be doing it like that, but I have a feeling it's going to have that kind of a gameplay of, of KOTOR versus the Slashem style game of of Fallen Order.
1: Yeah, I, I'd probably, so, you know, we, we don't know for all the details about this game, of course, um, but based on what Quantic Dream has made in the past, I think we can make s- some fairly safe assumptions about, and based on, like, the press release as well. Um, Quantic Dream is is known for such games as, like, Heavy Rain and Droit, Detroit Become Human, um, and um, uh, Heavy Rain is actually one of my... All-time favorite games, uh, maybe I don't know, top fifteen or so. Um, good praise just because, like, it, it's that that game is more of like a noir detective game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for better or if, I, I don't know, Quantic Dream is often criticized for having games that are almost walking simulators mm-hmm. uh, in some ways um, because the game is so the, their games are so cinematic and so branching like they have incredible branching narratives similar to Kotar in that respect where you can kind of make your own choices but think even even uh, you know bigger in some ways where
0: mm-hmm.
1: like there were cases where like in, in heavy rain uh, if you took certain actions or didn't take certain actions or maybe took too long right because you were like investigating a crime if you didn't follow a clue um, you know, you could completely miss a whole chunk of the game, or someone would die, or yeah. you know, your your character would die, and it would be over. That's just the end of their of the story. Mm. Um, and it's it's less actiony, right? At least the quant- they have some a- degree of action. It's not like they they're they're without action. But whereas, like something like Jedi Fallen Order was as fantastic as it is, was <laughs> criticized by some people as being almost a little too hard, right? And and um, I'm still mm. stuck i mean <laughs> exactly, i got st- right? i
0: mean i got stuck to three times i because i really wanted to finish the game because i was enjoying the story so much
1: right yeah think uh, of I, this like, as- I
2: finally got to Kashyyyk and i'm still like trying to find Tarful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so like so c- compared to that think of this as almost more of like a movie where you get to control where the character walks around to okay um and like not like that ha-
2: Dragon Age where it's like push left now kind of thing, right? Uh,
1: yeah, so, sometimes there's some quick time events, uh, you know, like oh, okay. or hey, you have to hit this button when something happens, uh, and there's certain you interact with objects and that sort of thing. But it, at least in the case of like heavy rain and become human, it's a lot of like walking around and mm-hmm. you know, learning the story and picking what you're gonna do and, and maybe what you say, etc. Um and, and you know, actually Detroit Detroit Become Human had this really interesting uh view where you could even go in and see like a, a um a, a view of the all the choices you made and what you experienced and what you didn't do. Oh what, interesting. You know. So that's from, cool. So, you know, they're they're kind of like Kotar and but Kotar is more of a role-playing game where there's still a lot of like combat, there's a lot of turn-based combat, you know, you're picking the exact attack you wanna move, uh, you want to do next. Um Think of this more like the more, way you
2: armor up too.
1: Yeah, exactly, and like modifying your stats and everything. Think of this as not that, but like all the storytelling aspects of Kotor without that. Mm-hmm. Almost like you're just watching a movie and you're kind of moving the character around and interacting with the uh, environment and events, so but what, more dictating the story than anything else.
0: So what I'm hearing is I need to like play Detroit become human because that sounds like all of my favorite parts of kotor are the story and the yeah, choi- and exactly. the choices you make and
1: actually I, i'd probably even start with heavy rain um yeah but it's because that's more of a it's a noir detective game yeah. um again they might not go this route with with um with star wars eclipse but for star wars fans who may not be quite as into you know the I got to do this you know, like twitchy, you know. Get this, you know. Make sure I master mm-hmm. the skills to beat this. I have
0: to go time the double jump on this ice slide. Exactly,
1: you're not going to hit a lot of that.
0: Kind not of that stuff. I'm bitter about that. In Fallen order,
1: it's like, it it's like it the be, we, Yeah, yeah. So it might you know, be ideal how the for. is
2: able to be that. tore apart. That that's how kind of like this game is going to be. You you're going to watch them come in, they're going to be like it, it's it's like the Trade Federation, right? You guys are both like, "Oh, the Trade Federation." The Trade Federation, they got their lucre hulk ships from somebody. Clearly this is who's got them all because there was definitely a lot of those ships on here.
0: I'm really interested to see like the Trade Federation coming to power. I hope that's in the mm-hmm. game cuz we only get the glimpse of the um the capital ship as well as like a nuke gunray looking Trade Federation dude. Um, See, I
2: I don't know. Do you you think they would tie it something like in the High Republic era, something more to the prequel era? Because even with this trailer, I don't feel like, aside from seeing Yoda there, there's nothing that I'm aware of from the comics and the books from the High Republic that jumped out to me going, oh, that's where this is set.
0: Yeah. Well, that's because this game has nothing to do with the High Republic. I don't care what StarWars.com said. (laughs) Well, okay, and that's so you, it, you don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it because I think so. There, there's two paragraphs, all right, in the press release. The first one says, "As the first video game to be set in the era of the High Republic, the multimedia initiative that launched with publishing earlier this year, Star Wars Eclipse will blah blah blah." And so it's literally just like a one sentence lead in, and it's basically just saying it's set in the era, so they can plug and talk about they know this game's gonna get a lot of press and they want people to talk about the high republic because they want to sell some books and comics i don't think this game will have anything to do with any of the characters from the books or comics so far
1: i, I yeah. would maybe agree with that to a degree i mean maybe I mean, i'd be interested to see if they have crossover characters i don't think they'll be major characters because if if they're trying to give you as much choice in this you know int- like you know that as they say the intricately branching you know, uh, narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, Will, you know, I guess, I don't know, like maybe they'll bring in major characters, but they can't be, depending on how much freedom they give you, right? But they can't like kill off characters and that sort of thing. So they probably to right. still stay yeah. within the canon. No, I think so you that, could see like, the, 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 high the high council. Republic adjacent.
0: Yeah. I, I would say, yeah, J- high Republic adjacent, high Republic curious, if you will. I yeah. think, I think they're just like, you'll have a mention of starlight beacon or, you know, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or avar Chris will like show up in a cut scene somewhere but i think well, that's I think about the yoda on it.
2: the one scene and like if you're going to be playing a jedi at all i mean and we don't even know that you know
0: but yeah but
2: also you did i think you could have a scene where you had you know you went up in front of the high council and you get characters from the book right. and maybe they talk once or twice in the moment of one bit of dialogue but
1: yeah you know this
2: new master right. off to the left is the one that the game's really going to be engaging you with
1: <laughs> right right now the question is like is it even about like we see Yoda, but are and I guess we see like over fights and stuff. But yeah, you know what's the setting? What kind of character are you? Are it, there's a very, I almost want to say like creepy or evil vibe to it yeah. in some ways. Like, are you a Sith? Can, maybe you can choose. Mm. I don't know. I'm very curious to see what they do with this. I,
2: I go with the blanket. Themes, right? You know, the eclipse. You see, in something dark covering the sun, which is the light. You watch these guys hammering away. They're doing some kind of ritual. The end of the ritual, you see some dark entity rising. Like
0: something's getting
2: unlocked. So I feel like the Jedi are definitely going to have to have a hand in this in some form or fashion, just because it seems to be ritualistic. And the sun, you know, I feel like a lot of things came together here, and usually that it's going to require a bigger hand than just like a Republic army.
0: I'm just rewinding the same shot of the sort of looming army that's marching towards the camera at like one. That's the slavers.
2: Those, those are the slavers.
0: Do, do they look like Zygerians?
2: Yes, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's the slave mm-hmm. army. That if you've uh, listened to Lorna D, uh, that was where she was with that group there for a little while. Yeah, I mean not not specifically this army per se, but sure, it makes you wonder also what's going on. Like, are the slavers going to war or factions coming together?
1: Yeah, will we see the 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 Nile or the Drengir in this? You know, there's mm-hmm. lots of interesting.
2: That's the stuff yeah. that like. I didn't realize this was High Republic until I saw this article today. Like I, so like those (laughs) things I'm like, nowhere in there is there anything like that. There's no characters in the background, like no Briaga with the Wookiee Jedi, like nothing to set this as no skier missing his arm. Like, if it wasn't for Yoda, I would have had no context
1: whatsoever.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: right. That's still an eight hundred year period where you where you could appear. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, and I, I nine hundred. I, right. I think a lot of that's where it does. They can tie it in by having it set in the era. There's no harm in it. There's still a lot of flexibility and stuff you could do in the High Republic era without having to i'm sure you don't ha- won't have had to have read the comics and books and, and i think the audience for the comics and books is is there's not a lot of overlap except for like the most hardcore of star wars fans and by that i mean you william <laughs> that that are going to be <laughs> both interested in the game and all the comics and books
1: so the interesting thing is i was i, I was talking to a a friend um uh, of, of ours he used to work on you cantina back in the day a good friend of, of mine and You know, he he loved he really likes Star Wars. He loves sci-fi, but hasn't followed Star Wars quite as closely, right? He watches like The Mandalorian and yeah, Clone Wars and that sort of thing.
0: But he's not reading like all the High Republic books or anything.
1: Well, that's the point. He actually had no idea that the High Republic was a thing until he saw this trailer. (laughs) He read and he was like, "Oh, this is interesting." I was like, "Yeah, it's set during the High Republic." He's like, "What's that?"
0: Uh, and i was like oh,
1: i kind of briefly described he's like oh my gosh this sounds amazing i want to go read all the read all the books in the comics and now he's going to go start reading mm, the high republic about, as a result of this trailer because about of how that. much like the aesthetic
0: about that by the way right here i've got uh in my hands that just arrived today volume two the heart of the dren of the high republic comic series uh as i i talked about it on the show two weeks ago mark i want to say with you uh mm-hmm. yep, yep. I, I as i continue my glutton for punishment i'm going to reread the first issues with an open mind to see if it's as bad as i remember and then try to flow into the second <laughs> volume and 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 dive in uh i'm really interested to actually see it, what they do with the um with the uh, master skier with the uh, skiers character Um,
2: Part of the drinker, I mean, that's basically like the plot that ended too quick, right?
0: (laughs) I mean... Yeah, although I, I, I'm reading the comics, not the books. That's That's what I'm following so far in the High Republic. So um, I'll be interested. We'll we'll come back with a review. I, I'm currently reading the uh, volume one of War of the Bounty Hunters, which just came out in trade paperback. So we'll mm-hmm. also be coming back with that for review. But that's not the topic at hand. I think... Well, um, one
2: thing I think interesting about the High Republic, though, they keep talking about the era. When yeah, um, Acolyte was announced, they didn't exactly say when it was set either. Didn't, like they said they? it was closer to 100 years uh, at, uh, before the Phantom Menace Which the rest of that era Is all 200 years So it was like wow there's some gap there Which makes me wonder you know Are they going to do something like that Where this is set even before the Nile come to power Or maybe sometime right before uh, The apocalypse The apocalypse The <laughs> acolyte
0: movie mm. takes
2: place Like, I don't know. And I thought it was a movie And it turns out it's a Disney Plus show So no, like, no, no, I, yeah. I feel like they're moving the goalposts on me here
0: no, it's, yeah, that's the Disney Plus show that they announced was headed by Leslie Headland, Um, and they call it the, a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. So that was in the original announcement. So Acolyte is set during the High Republic. Mm-hmm. Um,. No, Higher Republic I think has a lot of potential. I just think the execution from the novels, or at least the first one, wasn't didn't really start with the kind of bang that I was hoping. Uh, in the tradition of long series of Star Wars novels, Chewbacca dying in your debut novel, <laughs> it's sometimes hard to like raise the stakes as, as much as you want, especially when you're dealing with all new characters. Um, <laughs> but um, I've still, I mean, I still have the, uh, I still have my copy of Light to the Jedi next to my, at my bedstand about halfway read. So, maybe I'll, over the holidays, I'll see if I can't finish it, and see if I can jump in, and uh, catch up on the novels, but.
2: They're good. Yeah. They, especially uh, Disney Press, man. Those young adult novels, have been kicking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To each their own, says I. Well, I, I'm excited. I, I think the this is right right up, up my alley. I loved the cinematic trailers, that they would do for the, uh, for the Old Republic, when it was coming out. Only this type of game is much more, instead of an MMO having a story-based role-playing game. ah,
1: oh, It'll wait. probably be a lot closer to the trailer yeah. than the older public was to Deceived. Yeah, you could right. do like uh, you
0: know. how it started, how it's going kind of <laughs> yeah, with, exactly. yeah, with, yeah, with exactly. the older yeah. public like knowing the types to the of game. games
1: Quantic Dream Now again, they do say, I don't want to worry people like they do say it's an action-adventure game. So you are going to get the action, you're going to get the adventure um, But typically, and again, they could go a different route with this game. A lot of their games, while they have action-adventure, are also a lot of uh, more, you know, sometimes contemplative or exploratory or, mm-hmm. um, you know, just more story and decision-based. Um, yeah. So...
0: No, I'm, I think I'm excited. Really More
1: accessible missing. for gamers and for not for people who don't play games as, as much. As yeah, I anyways. hope so. I well, hope so
0: because okay. that's me. Uh, <laughs> although I'm getting <laughs> back into it, I set up my PS4 after a long time in absence, and I've been playing Spider Man. It's pretty fun. It's a pretty solid. Nice. game. I'm enjoying nice. it. So, all right, so let's just, uh, also you, you oh, saw
2: hmm. what was missing though, right? Out of this whole thing, there's one thing that oh, definitively mm-mm. did not show did up. Did not
0: show up. Um, yeah,
2: No, the High Republic. <laughs> is missing Mandalorians. Like, uh, are they uh, ever going to show up?
0: Like, true. Well, I think that they... I feel like that they've occupied that story space pretty well recently. <laughs> I feel like but, that's I mean, why I they mean, would... I
2: mean, granted, yeah, they, they have especially, but, but traditionally, where did the Mandalorian story take the most place? In the games.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah that's so true. Like, that is true. Oh, I love that Mandalorian in the Deceived trailer. The Mandalorian armor. Oh, that was pretty pretty badass. not going to lie. I was a big fan of
1: that. Unfortunately, we've... The, the you know the game is in early development so realistically it's mm-hmm. probably a good three to four years out. So.
0: Oh yeah, that is the yeah. slightly depressing thing. Well, because William, I was talking to, to you about this. I've been wanting to kind of well, I've been looking for an excuse. Let's be honest, to adopt the latest generation of game consoles, and the best excuse ever would be. The next flagship Star Wars game, like a yeah, Battlefront Three, right. is what really what I would have loved. But uh, with this, at least I have an announcement. But also, yes, it's like two or three years away, at least. So, there's so, that. William,
2: I got a question for you. Maybe you'll be able to answer.
0: Yeah. So, when it comes
2: to me and Riley were playing Battlefront Two the other day, we were, and my lord, it took us so long to get any other players to play. The it's so up sad. To 40, Forty things. <laughs> With what you know of this company and their other games, if this if, big if, if this game is set in the same style as either of the two games you were talking about, what is the replay value of the game? Whereas, and what I mean by this is, when Riley and I were playing Battlefront 2, I was realizing that game could have benefited by having a lot more bot rounds. Because once the players were gone, the game is dead. Um, Yeah, yeah. is is their formula one of those that we might have to worry about that ten years down the road or
1: no? Thankfully, yeah. So their Quantic Dream is primarily, primarily, and i would private just say, exclusively a single player game. Um, mm-hmm. So they they don't, I don't believe, I can't recall at least them having mo- a multiplayer component component in the, any of the three of their games I've played. Uh, I played. I Beyond a yeah. Tale of Two Souls was the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, th- and so, like, it's possible yet, but my guess is, like, they're not, they're, they're more about a fantastic single-player story than a, cool. than multiplayer. Um, and, you know, unlike a lot of other single-player games, um, because of the, the branching narrative structure and the fact that you can do so many different things and make so many different choices, and honestly, like, skip huge chunks of the game depending on your you know decisions mm-hmm. like you might miss i don't know 20% of the game because <laughs> you made a decision and someone died or whatever um, you know th- there's uh, there's is a lot of replayability in going back to see what happens if you make different choices um mm-hmm. a lot of the story is still the same but you know yeah. uh y- there is the if you want an ability to play in different ways and see different things, uh, that right.
0: Happen. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: not, and not just small things like big things, mm-hmm. like yeah. you'll never go to a certain location, you know?
0: Interesting. <laughs> Which I like that though. I like the fact that, um, you can actually have real serious consequences. Cause I think KOTOR famously kind of had two tracks, you dark side, light side. And that was kind of, mm-hmm. that was about it. So it's interesting that, um, you have so what, much potential. What,
2: what, what? That was about it. Riley, <laughs> the only, when Legends was still considered official continuity, the only place you could find anything in canon about Grey Jedi was that game,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, got Mark worked up here, man. <laughs> Oh man, that, that's I good. just
2: see lots of debates on that. That was that was always been the source material, as always coming yeah. back to Bindu.
0: <laughs> so we I will literally be stationed overseas for an entire one year assignment and be at my follow on assignment by the time this game comes out. So we'll come back in like two years. Um, <laughs> exactly. and enjoy this. But no, I'm excited. Yeah. It looks great. The visuals it 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 was an arresting kind of you know, stop and pause for a second. This looks incredible kind of trailer and i and i loved that i don't i can't even really put my finger on why honestly it was so compelling to me but i think it was it is the mystery in a lot of ways it's these really cool narrative elements that are so interwoven with familiar star wars things but not uh it's it's not just like a one for one you know repeat of places we've already seen and and gone to
1: exactly exactly yeah, yeah so i'm excited
0: yeah me too all right so let's talk about return of the jedi because uh, why because i want to also um, it's a great film it's a great movie mm-hmm. also i we often don't really get excuses to go back and talk ot stuff and i want i want to do that more especially in these final episodes so i, I wanted to talk about return of the jedi because it was just added to the national film registry uh, straight from StarWars.com, they're pleased to announce that the final installment of the original Star Wars trilogy will join the National Film Registry. And This is a um, recogn- uh, recognition that signifies a movie as, Im- as important to American culture and film history. Return of the Jedi secured the great number of public votes among a pool of over 6,150 movies before becoming one of 25 films selected for inclusion by the Librarian of Congress, Dr. Carla Hayden, following a consultation with the National Film Preservation Board. Wow, this is very official They even have, How they have many board members these
2: have ever been on this list though because like that's kind of seems like impressive too
0: I know it's it is pretty cool they have a couple quotes from some folks here but um, all of this basically came about as a result of there's there's a National Film Preservation Act in 1988 Hyde the Reagan administration at the National Film Preservation Board works to ensure the survival conservation and increased public availability of America's film heritage. It follows *A New Hope* and *Empire Strikes Back* uh, in receiving this honor. So the entire trilogy is officially in the Library of Congress uh, for posterity. Uh, and I'm, I'm, uh, you know what? And a congratulations to it. *Return of the Jedi* I know is often a soft spot for OT generation. None of uh, none of which are present really to represent on, on this call. But I do know that especially for kids of the '80s, it's often the um, the. I guess the personal favorite, uh, maybe yeah, not the objective it's the best. It's
1: battle at the end, man. That's... <laughs> oh, it's, it's, such a great, it's such a great movie. I, 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 I th- it's, it's one of my favorites. I too. think
0: Return of the Jedi is kind of like our Phantom Menace. I don't know why I love that movie as much as I do, but I do. I, it's
1: a, oh, yeah.
0: I, I <laughs> See, the Phantom, it's, the, it's my, you know what? I think Return of the Jedi is the comfort food movie of the original trilogy, <laughs> and I think the Phantom Menace is the comfort food um, of the... Uh, of the prequel trilogy, but I wanted to, so, all right, so I'm going to open up the floor and say, I, return of the Jedi favorite moment. This doesn't have to be the objective best moment, but favorite moment uh, from return of the Jedi. Uh, I wanted to read the room. Whoever wants to jump in first can.
2: Oh, man. For me, it's when Lando takes a fleet and jumps right into the middle of the trap. Like, uh, <laughs> that, yeah. that is all those ships and
0: stuff.
2: <inaudible> that, that moment in cinematic history for me was only duplicated at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. When oh. we see the battle at well, the beginning there. I mean, yeah. that was mm. always my definitive pinnacle of space battles yes. up until then.
0: How could they be jamming us if they don't know that we're that coming? we're coming? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yab, yab, yab. <laughs> actually that's my favorite moment sorry guys right now I forgot to admit it it's it. Nams <laughs> <Yab, yab, yab. laughs>
1: <laughs> no, well, oh.
0: William do you have a favorite moment?
1: Yeah I mean the whole movie is so good but <clears throat> I think I'll have to go with um, with the confrontation between Luke and Vader and the Emperor okay. at the end
0: mm. it's
1: it's just you know it's the emperor classic. is such a deliciously evil character, you it's, know, and the the whole the whole thing the whole thing is just so well done.
2: And you it's such what's a so great crowning about that achievement scene, too. Though, is mm-hmm. that scene has aged well? You know, yeah. I it mean, has. when you look back now and you're seeing all this mirroring that Lucas did later, you're and you're just faith, like, you know? "Damn, dude, that's that's some
0: brilliant work." Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what's Also, it's the emperor is such a um, he, he could have gone straight. Kind of menacing villain that Darth Vader was in A New Hope, and just made him like a straight bad guy, evil, and he is evil. But it's it's the Emperor's kind of sense of humor, the cackling mm-hmm. laughter, the little pu- <laughs> He's like, "I'm afraid your friends will be, or I'm
1: afraid it'll be quite operational Ooh. when your friends arrive." <laughs> oh, I, I, that's one of the best lines. <laughs>
0: good, uh, Ian McDermott is so you so freaking this, good.
1: Don't you. Just sweating now. <laughs> and now I now my you, other will, you will scene
0: die. When that
2: Ewok takes the speeder bike and takes off i was like, <laughs> like, like, like yeah. yeah i mean he's like laid out across it you couldn't even hold on You're like hang on buddy
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny i as much as i love the i think for me just because generationally this might be the case with you too william the quotes the ian mcdermott's quotes from revenge of the sith i don't know why have stuck in my brain much more yep. than i was because i was just now trying to like remember the quotes from return of the jedi directly and they they weren't as easily i, I kept thinking of revenge of the sith like uh, all of the revenge of the sith quotes was like now give in to your hatred um, yeah, no, I, I, um, I, I,
1: yeah, I do think they're. It's slightly more prominent in my mind with the prequels, but the, I don't know, the Emperor's still. Uh, I just love his lines. You know? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, so got
2: the classic Boba Fett.
1: Where, where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boba Bo, Bo, get Boba Fett getting knocked into the star. Like that has to be the best moment, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're all in agreement.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. That was. We'll that find was out what happens next. <sighs> right, I'm actually pretty excited about it. I, I think, um. The reason also that 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 scene works so well is is it really is the crowning achievement of making redemption the theme of Star Wars like it's if you look at um the the foundation is laid so well in Empire Strikes Back for that story arc, but it you, you it's not it's not wasn't in George's original scripts. the idea of uh, Vader being Luke's father was something that he uh, came to um, make a part of the story as he was writing Empire Strikes back and so naturally the idea of pitting Vader versus Luke and giving that opportunity for redemption in the face of great evil, you kind of, you kind of have to have a foil for Darth Vader. So you have to have the ultimate villain. And if you're going to have the ultimate villain, you're going to have the emperor of the universe. Um, And and that's why I think that that scene works so well, because ultimately when you see um, uh, when Vader sees Luke uh, like writhing in pain with the lightning coursing through his body, and he looks back and forth. Yes, I know they added the no, but <laughs> just forget that yeah, part of the know, scene for a moment. That
2: moment, though, Vader was really thinking. You know, twenty years ago, I saw somebody on the ground getting shocked, and then he went unlimited power. He said, like, "Come on, Luke, rally, rally."
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you will die. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm afraid, uh, what was the, the Jedi, they left, they left me scarred and deformed, but I assure you, my resolve has never been stronger. There we go, that's my, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, all I wanted to do is do Emperor Quotes now. <laughs> The Republic will be real. Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> you
2: though, one of the hardest video game sections I've ever played, though, was the uh, Trilogy Arcade trying to get out of the Death Star 2. Oh, really?
0: With the Golden Falcon. I oh, my s- God. I can't say I've ever done that. Um,
2: like, no wonder they lost the dish.
0: I have, um, I was trying to remember, like, if I have a favorite moment or, or scene. I, I I generally like the redemption arc, and that's, like, the most powerful. Actually, you know what? I think the, um, I'll never forget this, the first time I watched it, because I had, this is a, an odd admission, and I think I've talked about this years ago on the podcast, but a lot of you guys probably haven't um, heard me talk about it, and that is, um, I, I I obtained... And by that, I mean, I kind of stole my older sister's original trilogy CD set. And I would just listen to that on repeat because we, when we were watching the movies for the first time, I'd seen The Phantom Menace, I'd seen the original, I'd seen Empire Strikes Back. But I was listening to the soundtrack because it was like we were watching one movie a week. So I was just put listening to those, the, those John Williams tracks on repeat and reading the notes and the titles, So I knew the sort of rising, inspirational, but yet kind of bittersweet choir that rises when Vader um, confronts Luke and says, if, if you will not turn, perhaps she will. And it's just like the height of emotional conflict between father and son. That's where they are most distant. and mm-hmm. And I think because... I sort of knew the story. It was it was spoiled for me. I knew perfectly well what was going to happen, that they were going to face off each other and that Luke would save the day. Although I didn't know exactly how it would play out. But still, <laughs> when that scene came, I sort of had this um, appreciation for the significance of the moment that it just really hit me hard. And I just remember getting chills as a young teenager watching Return of the Jedi for the first time um, when the choir looms. Um, and it's a rare, like the use of choral, music is very, very sparing in the original trilogy. It's all over the prequel soundtracks, but it's very sparing in the original trilogy. And I think that's what makes it so impactful. It's, it's almost like this um, this ancient religious, um, one could imagine a Jedi uh gregorian chant of sorts um and i think that it just hit me so hard because i heard that music and as the music rose i sort of understood that that was the weight of this conflict and i think it made that scene that much more powerful to me so i'm totally just stealing your favorite scene too william but it was specifically if i had to pick I'm a moment
1: agree. If, I, if i had <laughs> I mean, to pick I agree a moment with every single point you made the music is just yeah. oh fantastic yeah, yeah. yeah
0: so that's that's got be our so good one. that's return of the jedi you know it's it's a pretty good movie um also i think um i'm gonna announce this now because I, I haven't announced the details but um we're gonna do speaking of original trilogy we are gonna do the death star uh probably not a live stream but maybe a live watch along chat so stay tuned to our social media as well as to the uh riley blanton's substack uh you can do it rileywrites.substack.com i'm going to shoot out a blast to everybody on how they can jump in and participate and we'll do a big old group chat and watch along for uh, uh star wars a new hope and we'll blow up the death star at midnight per tradition none of this weird avenger snap or uh the phantom menace as much as i love it trade federation blowing it no we're going to the original and uh, uh, we
2: got to figure out how to time it where Boba Fett cracks open the skull of the trooper. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to start till like 11. <laughs> right. Uh, my goal is just to make it through to uh, to midnight. But no, I'm actually very excited. I, I'm, uh, I hope he doesn't mind me saying, but I'm saying it anyway. I'm uh, traveling for this event. We're actually doing an in-person uh, New Year's Eve uh, celebration, uh, reuniting with the Rife and household. We did this a few years ago and did a live stream. Um, but we're heading down to Brunswick, Georgia, uh, to Scott Reifen's house, and he's throwing a, a, a proper Star Wars New Year's Eve party. I've been told that there will be Star Wars-themed snacks. I'm pretty hyped. So uh, stay tuned, and definitely, if you haven't, uh, subscribed to my substack, because that's the best way when I send out blasts and updates and newsletters. That's the way you're sure, you'll are you be sure to to get it. And I think we'll probably set up either a Discord or um, uh, another form of live chat or another where everybody can hop in and... Have a good old time. Uh, Mr. Mark Hurlman, I want you to bring us home on this last topic here. Um, we ha- I, I want to bring in Boba's uh, bounty, or specifically... Instead of Boba's Bounty, it's Bring Home the Bounty, which I think StarWars.com stole our segment. That's all I'm saying. Mm. We've been... (laughs) But their weekly uh, Bring Home the Bounty, uh, they released this week, and I want to know your favorite item on the list because they've released a a whole other set of collectibles, collectables, this week.
2: I immediately dropped the link to my wife saying, I am letting you know now. I am definitely getting this. I don't care if it's for my birthday or next year. But that uh, Black Series, bo Catan, crease." Mm. mandalorian night owl helmet yeah yeah i mean i'm a dude but i'm i'm bringing that home
0: <laughs> oh, it does look beautiful
2: <laughs> it's like, i gotta have it oh my gosh but there's some good ones in here too there's a a, a a Funko Pop uh, Duel of Fates Darth Maul. Actually, might even have some others attached to it down the road. Qui Gon and Obi Wan, it looks like,
0: yeah, in the yeah. shadows. Mm-hmm. Not
2: uh, announced yet. Uh, there's one of those little Mandalorian uh, Grogu with a little uh, Sithmas, because, you know, if you're going to do Christmas Star Wars, it's got to be Sithmas. But those, the F big pins, fig pins, I, mm-hmm. I want to call them. Effering yep. pins, and that's not that's, right. No,
0: that's a different. <laughs> There's
2: him uh, drinking <clears throat> cup in a Santa outfit yeah. with an uh, A lot of cute little stuff. Some vintage characters from the the show. A lot of uh, bigger. Uh, deluxe packs looks like coming down. There's some uh, cool little beanies and stuff. If you're into that, with having a matching mom and child beanie, I think those are kind of cool. PlayStation or no, not PlayStation. Xbox is yeah. gonna have a Boba Fett. I uh, think that might docking port and control
0: might be my favorite. Honestly, it looks that looks pretty cool. I need I need an Xbox to go with it. But uh, um, but I. But you,
2: sir, I, are wrong. It is the Mandalorian helmet is the coolest thing here. I, I've spoken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Riley. Like that can like there's a lot of really cool stuff here. That controller, though is that like does it actually show like the charging level? On that, too, like does that update? It looks like that. The, I, the it does update. look like
0: it updates, that's, yeah. Well, and the cool know, thing I mean, is,
2: they, it's pretty cool. That's it's legit to great. his armor,
0: so yeah. Well, it's and pretty cool. The other interesting thing about it is, like, it kind of when it docks on the charger, it, it has a very legit full Boba Fett helmet look Yeah. with the full visor, which I think is pretty epic. Uh, yeah, um, very cool. So the very countdown. Cool. The Book of Boba Fett continues. We are now what? Less than two weeks? Two weeks? Woo-hoo! Right at two weeks out from the premiere episode one of the Book of Boba Fett. We will be covering every episode as they release here on the Star Wars Report. As we count down our final fifteen episodes to episode five hundred and one, Mister William Devereaux, thanks for joining us this week. Tell the good people where they can find you on the internet.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on. You can find me on uh, Ion Cannoncast Cast uh, uh, every uh, every week when the when the Book of Boba Fett's on and other TV shows. Oh, uh, love it. And uh, yeah, can't wait for that. And I'm on Twitter at Master D E V W I. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's, it's like I said at the top of the show. It's so good to be back with the mm. all, 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 all the two, the both, both of you again. Yeah, it's, it's been too long.
0: A trio of sorts. It's been it's been way too long. I was say the three long. of
1: you, but there's only the three there's, of us. But there, not three of you. That's
0: so. <laughs> two. You owe me, Junior. Uh, Mr. Mark Kurlman. Tell the good people where you're, uh, you can be found on the internet.
2: Uh, You know, Illogical Rogue 2, that's me out there. Unless uh, I'm playing PlayStation 4, then it might actually be my son. Uh, You can find me at Star Wars Beyond the Films. And in fact, uh, January 4th of 2012 marks our 10th anniversary. Uh, To celebrate, we're going to be holding a contest. Uh, We're going to be having a future feedback episode, too. If you email swbeyondfilms at starwarsfanworks.com, you can send us feedback. But you can win a hardcover edition of Resistance Reborn. Uh, to enter, you just got to share your favorite episode of beyond the films on your preferred social media platform send us a message on facebook with the link to your post included and nice. uh, we'll be announcing that on podcast day which is uh, february 7th 2022
0: i like it 10 years of beyond the films congrats man that's a it's a big achievement that's a, you you'll be joining the 10 year club of which uh, william is already it's it's right? crazy it's it's we're all old now is basically what i'm saying <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, that's gonna pretty much do it for this uh, uh, for this episode of the Star Wars Report. Uh, I, was, I was gonna say where you can find me on the internet, but you can't really these days that much. At least I'm not that. After, although I will say yes, uh, we'll we'll be putting i will be putting out some Substacks uh, here soon. I've had a couple ideas for uh, newsletters and thoughts on all things Star Wars. That's the best way to stay in touch with me in between shows and after uh, after the show wraps. So uh Substack dot com. Until next time, may the force be with you. And remember, many Bothans died to bring you this bounty. (laughs) <laughs> you? you died too and soon. And what are you doing
2: in this wookie house?
1: Mama, oh, it's so good to see you. Happy life day.
0: She says it may be a happy life day for you, but personally she's seen happier ones.
1: You mean they haven't arrived yet? <sighs>
0: That Imperial Patrol must be giving them more trouble than we bargained for.
1: Why well, do I always think that taking you on for life day is going to be easy?
0: Yeah. We started to search our It's just a matter of time before we find the rebels. I want the rebels located and identified, if it means searching every household in the system. I can't stop watching It's the Star Wars Holiday Special Epic Modern Trailer. And they died. <laughs> the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> nee. There's something iconic about this sound. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I lost it when
0: you played that. <laughs> All right, let me shut up. And we're done. And I'm stopping right now.